Welcome to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in development of my spiritual life, and I pray these messages will do the same for you. My sincere desire is that these messages will awaken a passion for Jesus inside of you. Today is a little bit different. I have a special guest with me, and his name is Josiah Cobb. Josiah, say hello. Hey, hey everybody. How are y'all? <laughs> Josiah is a very, very good friend of mine, very close he is a graduate of the Ramp School of Ministry here in Hamilton, Alabama. He's currently serving on Chosen, the ministry team with Miss Karen at the Ramp. And uh, we decided yesterday after a grueling workout. <laughs> are you sore at all from that workout? Oh, yeah, definitely my glutes are really sore. Your glutes. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you went all technical on them. I'll just say my legs. Okay. But, you know, he said glutes. We were working out yesterday. You're doing a 10,000-pound workout from Man of Steel, and we started talking about prophetic words. And I just started asking Josiah, what is the most significant or powerful prophetic word that you've ever received? And when he started telling me about it in scriptures and people started giving me scriptures, man, faith awakened, awakened in my heart just hearing his prophetic words. Like, I get excited when someone gives me a prophetic word, but I found myself getting as excited, if not more excited, but him telling me the prophetic words he's receiving. So I was like, hey, let's do a podcast tomorrow on prophetic words. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we come in here this morning, and then this happens. Josiah, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, so I uh, I just got out of a prayer meeting with uh, a bunch of the chosen members, and we were – I. In this season, I felt I, I've been comparing myself to previous seasons of, um, especially at the beginning of my walk of like seeing where I was, seeing if I was finding my qualification and like my tender heartedness. Um, I used to last summer, I would just have nights with the Lord where I would just weep in the presence of the Lord. And uh, now it's now it's come to this point where it's just like it's not as weepy, but it's very um it's very dry, I guess you would say. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's, it's just, I found myself comparing. It's like, but I, I came in asking Richard, I was like, I was like, why do I feel this way? Like, why, why is it not like it used to be? Um, as I've grown my spiritual walk with the Lord. And I just asked him the, those questions and, um, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's what we're going to talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think so. this is a divine interruption <laughs> as divine. awesome as prophetic words are. Thank amen. God. Uh, I feel like uh, even you were saying this. If you are a minister, you're on a uh, high-profile ministry team, and if you're mm-hmm. dealing with this, my goodness, how many other not only ministers are dealing with this, but just sons and daughters? Yeah, for sure. Not that there's a difference, and there's not yeah. a difference between sons and daughters. But for those who aren't currently in a ministry, so to speak, role in a profile setting, how many people deal with? feeling unqualified because honestly just say you walked in you're like i don't know if i'm qualified to do a podcast i'm like what are you talking about what are you talking about so when he's explaining this dryness and this lack of tenderness i was like ah i've been here i think my first response was relating our pursuit with the lord to marriage like christy gray god bless her i love her when I first met her and we first started dating, we would talk all the time. We'd spend countless hours together, and you, you had that ooey-gooey feeling. 
But after you are actually married and you're with them all the time, those ooey-gooey emotions, they're not there all of the time. But that doesn't mean that the relationship is not real. I believe it's actually a sign of maturity that the relationship is actually growing because you're moving beyond the ooey-gooeyness. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's a couple months back, I was asking the Lord, which I was telling him, I was telling Richard this. Um, I was telling, I was asking the Lord, I was like, why, what's going on with me? Like, where's, where's my heart at? Like concerning you. I was like, obviously I still love you, you know, 100%. But it's, it's like, but why am I not where I used to be? And I want to be back there. Um, but finally the Lord spoke to me and he said, he said, um, he said, up until this point, we've just been dating. And he said, he said, this is covenant. And so when I come in asking Mr. Richard this question, I'm just like, what's going on? And he says this to me, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Things just start firing off and starts clicking. I'm just like, this is, um, and that's what Mr. Richard was saying was about maturity. He said, this is true maturity, and this is true covenant, learning to walk with them in the cool of the day. Where you not only always feel it, but it's just, it's by faith. So you actually shared you were vulnerable and transparent with the members of Chosen in your prayer meeting this morning. Mm-hmm. And what was their response? Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of them um, have previously gone through seasons like that. So they, I, especially with my Chosen pastor, um, he he's very much gone through seasons like that. And he's told me he's like, man, this is this is learning um, real faith and real maturity, and uh, it's not always going to be tender. Of course, we want it to be tender, but but that's basically what he was sharing with me. It's just like this is real maturity. This is the testing. Um, so, basically, the same thing. <laughs> so, while you're talking, I hear Psalm twenty four three: Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand into His holy place? It is He, He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So, I can equate our journey with the Lord as like walking up a mountain, and when you first start your journey. You know, you're burning, your heart's tender, it's sweet, you're feeling all these emotions. It's easy to go up the mountain when you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. But the higher you get up the mountain, the more it requires of internal fortitude of that heart posture. Not so much the feelings of the heart, but just of the heart posture. Lord, whether it's snowing and it's cold, and it's hard, or if it's 80 degrees, and the wind is just nice, and the sun's out, no, you know, whatever happens, I'm climbing the hill of the Lord. I'm not being led by my feelings. I'm led by my heart posture after you, and I think you, that sparked something else in you out of Romans? Uh, Romans 8. Romans 8. So... What was your revelation when we started talking about that? Yeah, well, we were talking about it, and uh, Romans 8, I've, I don't know, in seasons like this where the tenderness is not really there, I've like, I've been reading my Bible, I just sit down, I'm just like, with the Lord, and I'm just like, what's going on? Like, I'm even reading my Bible and not getting the most intense revelation, but it's super simplistic, um, and the Lord's just revealing to me a lot about sonship in this season. Um, sonship. And es- yeah, establishing a lot of identity. Um just in fresh ways, but I, I, I'd find myself in like Romans 8, I've been stuck in Romans lately, um, just 
getting to a place of like reading certain scriptures and it kind of like hitting me in a weird way. Like, why does this feel weird? Like, I don't know, rubbing on me, I guess you'd say. But um, let me find it real quick. Looking for Romans eight fourteen. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. There it is. Okay, yeah. So it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that simple, simple verse, I was just like, questions like, oh, God, am I really led by the Spirit? Like, you know, just the simple questions like that. Um, and doubting, like, because I'm not tender if I'm led by the Spirit of God. But um, you were you were saying something about it also in the downstairs when I was, it's funny you brought it up because I was like, I personally being, I'm personally being rubbed by this word, like in a weird way. Like, in a, yeah. And, uh, I feel like the Lord's just smoothing a lot of things over in this mm. season. So like sandpaper, like sandpaper getting those rough edges. And that is crazy because <laughs> I actually got a prophetic word about that. And the Lord gave me a word about that also about how he's smoothing some things over in my life. He gave you a prophetic word, gave me a prophetic word. The Lord told me, like he said, he said, um, Basically, he went into saying like uh, how rocks when they're or stones when they're in water, how the water comes and smooths it over. He said, "You're the rock, and my word is is the water Whoa. smoothing you over." Whoa! And so I feel like it's in seasons like this where, where it's like the Lord truly gets to refine you and test you with His word. Um, so you're a rock. Yeah, I'm in a stone. stream. In a stream. And the stream is rolling over you. It's just, whoosh, whoosh, yeah, yeah. And it's smoothing you out. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, First Samuel chapter 17. There is a war going on between the Israelites and the Philistines. And David, who has the anointing, gets called to the battlefield. And he goes out to confront the giant. And he doesn't take a sword or a spear. He takes something Stones. that's in his hand, yeah. and he goes to the stream, and he picks out not five rough stones, smooth. but five smooth stones, smooth stones that he puts in there into his sling, and he kills the giant. So that tells me that if you're going through a process of the Lord smoothing out the rough places, that he's preparing you to be used in a battle to take down a giant. Kill some giants, <laughs> baby. Come on. Oh, but you can't fight the giant if you don't endure the process of being, of being smooth. smoothed over. It's crazy. The sandpaper process. So you were feeling, when you came into the uh, house this morning to do the podcast, you, you actually felt unqualified. Yeah. You felt like you shouldn't be here, That, which is amazing because this morning in my personal time, my private time before Josiah was coming over, I'm reading and I'm praying and I've got Bethel music on. I've got Upper Room and it's going, going crazy. <laughs> There's this song about Great Are You Lord from Bethel and I'm just losing my mind. Shout out to Bethel. Keep doing what you're doing because you're, <laughs> you're, doing, you're it. doing it. You're doing, you're doing things. it. So I, while I'm worshiping the Lord and while I'm praying, I hear the Lord say, go to 1 Corinthians. So I just start reading from the beginning. And I get to verse 26, and this just stands out to me. Again, not knowing Josiah is dealing with this, not knowing that he has been feeling this. This is just me and him alone. In verse 26, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. 
That's the key word, is not according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen. And when I read that, I was thinking, man, I need to start praying for the chosen ministry team because I have so many relationships with so many burning sons and daughters there. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world, not that we're foolish, but according to the flesh, according to the world, we appear foolish. To put to shame the wise. And again, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things of which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Three different times in two scriptures, God has chosen. chosen. Mm-hmm. So we're not qualified by our feelings. We're not qualified by our resume or our wealth or our job. We're actually qualified by our Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, there's a difference even between being called and being chosen. And it's so interesting that you're on the ministry team chosen because everybody has a calling, but very few are chosen. Very few. How does a person become chosen? They say yes. They say yes. <laughs> That's what I've heard. So <laughs> many are called, but few are chosen because there's so few that say yes. Yeah. Willing. Willing. Willing to pursue the Lord even when they're not feeling it. Willing to pursue the Lord when it's hard, when it's dry, when their heart doesn't feel as tender. That is the walk of faith that is i'm pursuing you regardless of how i feel because children are led by their feelings but sons and daughters are led by the spirit Mm. that's pretty good yeah it was huge when you said that i was just like wow because like i said romans that verse in romans it was rubbing me in a weird way and you said that and i was just like oh (laughs) praise god i was like i'm still so (laughs) so instead of feeling unqualified actually understanding the the smoothing out process and pursuing the lord even when it's hard is actually a sign of sonship yeah not that you're losing it no 100 (laughs) percent. because even i think in uh revelations he's talking to the churches and he says when like he's talking about, I refine those whom I, mm. I chastise who's, who I love. Yes, he does. And it's just like, it's it's crazy to look at it in that perspective of just like the Father's true heart is that he wants to refine you because he loves you. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So <clears throat> I think I've got a minute or two here before we hop off about what's the coolest prophetic word you've <clears throat> ever received. Oh, man. I can hate to put you on, on the spot. No, I know no, we prepared about it, but now we get drawn oh, to the other came, direction. I came ready on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think the best prophetic word is actually from the Lord, and I told Mr. Richard about this yesterday. Um, we had a class during RSM. It was called the Nazarite Vow of mm. Pastor Jacob Peterson. Mm. Shout out to Pastor Jacob. We PJ, love you. <laughs> we love you a lot. Thank you for your ministry. <laughs> yes, we appreciate your ministry, <laughs> Pastor. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I was laying on my face because one morning he was just like, we're just going to pray. So I was laying on my face in the middle of class and we're praying, we're all praying. And the Lord shows me this vision. I go into a vision of my childhood and there's a lot of backstory to this. But basically, I was carrying these groceries and I was behind me and I was a little kid and my mom must have left me carrying these groceries. And the Lord says to me, um, he says, it was in these moments that I was making you a father to a fatherless generation. And uh, as soon as he he started talking about adoption after that, the Lord was blowing my mind with this prophetic word. But after that prophetic word of him making me a father to a fatherless generation, um, 
that was a that was a word that kept popping up. Everyone was walking up to it. People were having dreams and it's crazy. So that's the best prophetic word, definitely one hundred percent. Well, when you shared that with me yesterday, man, faith was just sparked, man, this this ignition of faith in my heart to believe and just remember that part of going through these hard seasons is not to forget about the prophetic words that you have. So many times we get prophetic words, and they can be for the future. They can be for right now. They can be for six weeks or six years down the road. We have the tendency, because they don't happen right away, is to put them on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been told that? You know, oh, Just yeah. put them on the shelf? We are not to put prophetic words on the shelf. We're actually to pull them off the shelf and put them in your hand and start fighting. Uh, one of the first scriptures that we memorized, or the first scripture that we memorized at RSM with Pastor Casey Doss, another shout-out to Pastor Casey Doss, whom we love. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, for sure. He means the world to me. Was In that scripture, Paul is telling Timothy, he said, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the previous the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. That we, in our walk of faith, that we need these prophetic words, we need to declare them, we need to build our own faith. And when the enemy comes trying to discourage us and disappoint us that it's not going to happen or we're feeling unqualified, we can stand on the Word of God and we can also stand on these prophetic words and we can begin to declare them and watch the enemy flee. I have an um, interesting prophetic word that I received in July. And we can receive prophetic words a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, ministers can give them to you. You can get them actually from the Word of God. You can also get them through dreams. <clears throat> like the Lord is not confined to how He wants to give you a prophetic oh, yeah. word. You know, He can actually skywrite. You know, yeah, right in the, with clouds <laughs> if He wanted to. I would do that. Be sick. If He spoke to a prophet in the Old Testament with a donkey, He can speak through anything in the New Testament. That's a prophetic word. Yeah, that's right. So I had a dream. I'll be very brief right before we close. Is I had a dream right after a message that Miss Karen spoke at the ramp. It was on a Wednesday night, and she talked about she was trying to encourage the church body that when someone is preaching that you lean in and you're engaged with them, you're encouraging the speaker. And she actually brought two people up on stage that are excellent role models of this, Marcus and Natasha. And she said, you know, these are things that I always notice about you, that you two are always engaged. And she's just encouraging us to follow their example. I was thinking to myself, you know, I think I do a good job of that, but I need to make sure, mm-hmm. this reminder, I need to make sure that I'm engaged with the speaker. So I have a dream that very night that I'm in Mechanicsville, Virginia, my hometown, and I'm at my parents' church, Mechanicsville Christian Center, and I've got a letter that I hand to one of the elders, and we're outside in a parking lot. And when I hand in the letter, I don't even remember what the letter was. I don't think that was the focus of the dream. Benny Hinn, out of nowhere, shows up. And he looks at me and leans in like really close and says, You respect it. And I was like, Whoa. And then he says, so does Sheila. And this girl appears, he lays hands on Sheila, and she goes out in the she spirit. You know, like Benny Hinn, he just he gets slain in the spirit. So I knew that he was telling me that I respected the anointing. And then some pretty amazing things happened right after that dream. So, you know, I love receiving prophetic words, but sometimes prophetic words are so far off in the distant, you're like, oh, dear God, how long have I got to carry this? But then there's some prophetic words you get, and they're instant. Yeah. So... 
Hallelujah. Josiah, I tell you what, this has been a fantastic time. Why don't we close out in prayer? Why don't you sure. pray over the people that are dealing with feelings of <clears throat> being unqualified or they're dealing with that lack of tenderness in their mm -hmm. heart towards the Lord? And, and yeah, we'll close out. For sure. Lord, I just thank you, and I just declare over them, Lord, that you have chosen them, Lord, and that you have justified and called them. And I thank you, Lord, it is in your blood that makes us qualified. It is the blood that makes us qualified. And I just release that over them, that word of encouragement. I thank you, Lord, over them, that, Father, that you encourage them. And even in times like this, Father, that you are um, creating in them character and a hope. And I thank you, Lord, for the hope that you're restoring and even and, and bringing back to them, Lord, Father. Um, a hope and encouragement to keep going in this walk of faith with you. Thank you Lord. I thank you over thank them, you, even just a refreshing um, in the quiet place and, and times with you, Lord Father, and just the grace to walk with you in the cool of the day every day. And Lord, we just thank you and we love you, Father, for what you've done for us in past seasons, but we also thank you for what you're doing in this new season. That's right. I even release over you guys yeah. that you're doing a new, that the Lord's doing a new Come thing on. over you. Come on. Isaiah 43. I, Lord, I just release over them. You're doing a new Come thing, on. Lord Father. Whatever that is in their life, Lord, thank just you, Lord. know it's a new day. It's a new thing. Come on. And I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for listening, and look forward to the next podcast. We're here together. God bless.